It's Mr. Stephen Allen, somenews.co.uk. Look back at 2011. Hello and welcome to the Some News Podcast number 28. You join me here, well fed after Christmas, wearing a woolly jumper that looks like I'm in a low-budget episode of The Killing. Ah, Christmas. Now, this is not a normal episode this time. We're doing a look back at 2011, basically playing some bits from old podcasts. I know, I know, it's recycling material, but Al Gore must be so proud. So we're taking it a month at a time, because Some News, the podcast, started in January of 2011. So that seems like a good place to start. Do you remember this from January? The big news has been the flu crisis. Swine flu is back and we're being told to practice good hygiene. Some people get upset by this. Oh, the government trying to tell me how to wipe my nose. Well, good. I'm sick of people sneezing in their own hand, wiping it down the jacket and putting the hand out to shake mine. You're dirty. I heard someone the other day saying, Oh, the government telling us how to wipe our noses. What next? Will they be teaching us how to wipe our asses? Well, if you're doing it in your hand, wiping it down your jacket and then putting your hand out to shake mine, yes, they should. But while we're being reminded to wash our hands, there's an advert on TV that isn't helping the situation. Maybe you've seen this one. Hello. Hi, Rachel. How are you? I'm fine. How are you? Great, great. Oh, what do you want to? Oh, you know, just finishing the shopping, picking the kids up from school, taking them swimming. <laughs> Whoa, you're really ill and you're going to a school where you'll give your germs to the kids and they'll take them back to their families. The germs that have killed 150 people in the UK this winter. Yeah, genius. Anyway, carry on. We've got people over dinner tonight. Whoa! You're throwing a dinner party while you're stinking ill. There's only one reason to do that. That's you want the other people to cash it. You want to spread your suffering. I wouldn't put it past her to spit in the soup. Where are you? Well, I'm going away for work at five in the morning, so I'm just doing my presentation and packing. And I hate to the bathroom because Pete's parents come for the weekend. Oh, Pete's parents, who are probably older, in the right age range to die from some flu. Yeah. Well, at least you'll enjoy the inheritance. I should have to spit out getting some medicine because he's in bed with a cold. When he's ill and you don't have time to be, get- No, he stayed in bed while he's ill and gets his germs to himself, eh? Oh, what a dick. Why do we big up people who continue to spread their germs around? I think the next advert in this series will go like this. Hello, hello, how are you? Oh, I'm okay. <coughs> I'm just going around trying on shoes, even though I've got athlete's foot. Yeah. And I'm going swimming with Verrucas later. Yeah. And I'm off on a cruise ship, even though I've got the norovirus. What about you? Oh, me? I've got AIDS. So I'm going to go and have some sex. This happened in February. Poor old Christina Aguilera. She had to sing the American National Anthem at the Super Bowl. And she got the words wrong. Oh, ouch. Tens of millions of people watching worldwide realise that you're a bit rubbish. Still, it's fewer people than think Britney's an idiot. But she did a lot of catching up. She was meant to sing... Oh, the ramparts we watched were so gallantly streaming. But instead, she gave us what so proudly we watched at the Twilight's last reaming. Right, that's not just getting the words wrong, is it? That's, that's going with a totally different line and kind of making some stuff up as you go along. It's like the singing you do when you're in the shower and you realise you don't actually know the song. I don't know what to do I'm always in the park I'm living here on powdered eggs And giving us fuck But that's me in the shower I don't shower in front of millions of people I've got a webcam I just don't get that many viewers 
But it was interesting to see how different media outlets dealt with this story. The one that I liked was how they did it on BBC Radio 5 Live. It went like this. She should have sung, um, oh, the ramparts we watched were so gallantly streaming, but she just sang something else instead. What she should have said, by the way, Peter, was what so proudly we watched at the Twilight's last reaming. And apparently it should be it should have been gleaming and she said reaming. reaming so not only did she get the line wrong she made up a word but she was under a lot of pressure <laughs> if anybody knows what reaming means that would be useful um, tomorrow's weather you use that story to launch a radio phone-in topic of what's reaming really what next so text as if you know what felch means that's ridiculous but i thought i would help them out so i gave them a call Hi. hello i just wanted to uh call up about about the reaming thing you're doing why uh you you asked if anyone knows what reaming is and this is a hard one well yeah, yeah ironic um it in my experience it's um it's a sexual thing hmm. uh, it's vigorous sort of it just goes on and on doesn't it well if you're lucky yeah is it possible to describe to those of us who don't understand the business how this is different well look, i mean i'm i'm not in the business i'm not a professional i'm just a, a gifted amateur yeah mm. but um well it's it's more round the back than than round the front um so if if you get a woman who's willing to it's a big if still yes well i, I hear you brother but if you can get a woman who's, who's into that and you do that sort of hard um it's a bit of a pipe dream of yours. Do you, know, you know what? Nail on the head there. Yes. Sustained, vigorous pipe dreaming. Let's let's call it that. Righto. Um, thank you for that. Yeah, thanks. It's 4.57. It was March when this happened. The UN has approved a no-fly zone in Libya. Britain could play a key role, which is good, because have you seen this country after, like, two days of snow? If there's one thing we are good at, it is grounding planes. Uh, airstrikes could come from British and French warplanes launched from Mediterranean bases, and apparently the US might join in later. Yeah, that rings a bell. This is because the UN Security Council voted in favour of a no-fly zone. You know, I I don't know why we're banning flies from North Africa. It's lower down the continent where they have a problem with that. Have you not seen the videos in Comic Relief? Meanwhile, the unrest continues in Bahrain. There were plans to evacuate Britons from the, uh, the area. But the flights laid on by the Foreign Office were charging £260 per passenger. I mentioned this to a friend today when I was having a coffee, and he said, yeah, yeah, £260, yeah, that's terrible. Was that single or return? Yes. Well done. It's a return rescue flight, and you're an idiot. I love that. That's what we do. We bring people away from the riot area for a fortnight and then send them back. Yeah, good luck with that. That's what happens when you have non-dom tax status. Charging someone for a rescue flight, though, it's, it seems a bit like the Ryanair way of doing things. You wait until someone really needs something, and then you charge extra for it. I, I bet Michael O'Leary has actually been involved with the planning. Hello? I got this number from the British Embassy. I need to get out of this country. It's being ripped apart by civil unrest. Ah, OK. That'll be £260. But this is a flight that's being put on by the British Foreign Office to rescue your own people. No, sir. It's £260 because you didn't book online in advance. But... Oh, OK, look, I need to get out. I'll, I'll take it. Right, so. For £260, we'll fly you away from Bahrain. Thank you. Oh, I should just say, sir, uh, for an extra £50, we won't land you in Libya. 
So Libya, Bahrain, Tunisia, Egypt, a lot of these places have seen protests trying to get rid of an unelected leader. Basically, if you weren't properly voted into power, you might be in trouble, which must have David Cameron pretty worried right now. These protests aren't just restricted to North Africa. To find out more, we're joined on the line by our foreign correspondent, Julian Madeup Name. Hello. Hello, Steve. I'm here at the scene of a riot as this angry mob tries to depose the latest unelected leader. The Burger King. Who? The King from Burger King, Steve. The people say they want him out and they want some form of Burger Prime Minister instead. What do people have against the King? They accuse him of being a liar. The Burger King is a liar? Well, Steve, they say he's been producing Whoppers. <laughs> Good pun. I like it, yeah. Uh, so, how, how serious is this? Very serious, Steve. We're expecting the UN to vote later on sanctions to restrict the King's ability to trade with the West. What are they going to do? They will bring in a no-fry zone. No-fry. Uh, another good pun, yeah. Uh, oh, I've got one. Um, I'm not surprised that it's all kicked off over there. What, why is that, Steve? Well, these people work for Burger King. Of course they'll have beef. Beef. <laughs> yeah. All right, so when you do puns, it's fine. But when I do one, nothing. In April, the royal wedding. I watched the BBC coverage on the television. Hugh Edwards was the main man telling us what we needed to know. The Queen and members of the royal family soon will be leaving Buckingham Palace by car to travel to the Abbey, but they'll return in more traditional style in those horse-drawn carriages. That's because they're congestion charge exempt. He was excited when we saw the dress with a slightly low-cut top. It's a limited view, but it's a delightful view. All right, Perv, calm down. The father just making sure everything is unsoiled and undamaged. Unsoiled? I mean, I know she's nervous, but please. Lots of what we see today will be the result of Catherine's own thinking. Her own ideas of a wedding service. What, so she wanted a state occasion and a bank holiday? What bride wouldn't? He commentated on the Rolls Royce as it headed to the Abbey. It's difficult to imagine what's going through their minds. The windscreen. Hang on, no, that's, that's a joke about a different princess. Sophie Rayworth was there too. And we can see from those images as she climbed into this beautiful Rolls Royce that there is a, quite a train. It could take her a few minutes to, to get out of the car. Typical of the UK, train delays. Then the ceremony started and the congregation sang a hymn. That, that's, I was glad. I was glad. Past tense. There's a happy thought for a wedding. And then to my favourite part of any wedding. If any man can show any just cause why they may not lawfully be joined together, let him now speak. Or else hereafter forever hold his peace. Oh, I was just hoping that at least one person would pass wind. And finally, the moment we'd all been waiting for, the vows. I, William Arthur Philip Louis. I, William Arthur Philip Louis. Take thee, Catherine Elizabeth. Take thee, Catherine Elizabeth. To my wedded wife. To my wedded wife. To have and to hold from this day forward. To have and to hold from this day forward. For better, for worse. For better, for worse. For richer, for poorer. For richer, for poorer. Poorer? Oh, come on, don't take the p- In May, on the Some News Podcast. Our beloved leader, Osama bin Laden, was killed... Uh, I mean, <clears throat> uh, the evil terrorist, Osama bin Laden, was killed. Whew, it's a close one. Nearly blew my really, really deep cover there. 
I know this happened a little while ago and we're only just getting around to doing jokes about it now and we'll still expect credit for it when we're doing it. But you know what? We're not the only ones, are we, America? Hmm? Ten years? Honestly. If they waited any longer, they could have killed him by cutting off his supply of statins. They tracked Bin Laden down to a large house in Pakistan. So all of that searching of caves was a big old waste of time, was it? I mean, they didn't find Bin Laden, and they didn't even find a genie. Hey, what's this dirty old lamp? Looks like it needs a rub. I'll just rub it there and... You have freed me from the lamp. And for that, I grant you one wish. Wow, I found a genie. Oh, I wish my mom was here to see this. Hello? Oh, sh- when we heard that Bin Laden had died, I thought, oh, I hope it's not going to be like Michael Jackson when he died, and all the music channels just play his videos all day. Everyone was worried about reprisals. The Home Office advised British citizens to avoid events with large crowds, so my stand-up gigs were perfectly safe. And then the conspiracy theorists started. Some said that they hadn't actually killed Bin Laden. Some say that it was just a guy who looked like Osama Bin Laden. Some thought it was a guy called Osama Laden who was put in a bin. It was all very confusing. There were as many nutty theories as there were nutters. So to end all this, the US government didn't release the footage of Bin Laden being shot. They released pictures of Obama watching the footage of Bin Laden being shot. It was basically one man, no cup. Oh, what's this video link that someone sent me? Oh, there's, there's two women. Oh, hello. Oh, they're, they're friendly. <laughs> and, uh, oh, oh what, what are they doing with that man with a beard? That's, oh, oh, no, they're not, are they? Are they? Oh, my God, I did not see that coming. Oh, well... Serves him right for ordering that chocolate milkshake. The conspiracy people say that it was all very convenient that the Americans got rid of Bin Laden's body at sea, but the Americans said that they had done DNA tests. They had the results that would end any speculation. Good. And I hope that if they ever release these results, they don't just do it in some press release thing. They should do it properly. There's only one way to release these kind of results. So, is this Bin Laden or not? We'll find out after the break with those all-important DNA results. The thing that really proved it was the stuff they released from the hard drives that they captured from where Bin Laden was living. They probably found all kinds of stuff on there, didn't they? All these files and his folders and passwords and, and, his, and his Facebook page. Osama has installed Superwall just outside his window so no one can see in. They also released some outtake videos. You know the videos he regularly released to the West? I mean, this really proved it. Who else would have the ones where he didn't quite get it right? And now these videos are out there, I can't wait for the next episode of this. Hello. Now, first compilation, someone to say, take two. And I say to you, death to Adam West. <laughs> oh, no. I mean death to the West. Oh, sorry. Here we go. And I say to you, death to Westlife. Oh, t- <laughs> oh sorry. Here we go. <clears throat> and action. And I say to you, death to wet, wet, wet. Oh. This time. Yeah. Okay. And I say to you, death to the West. <laughs> Sorry, I can't help it. It's funny. In June of 2011. Happy times. It's uh, It's been a time of celebration. 
And it's all thanks to the honours list. Yep, long time coming, but finally we got this. So happy and so so relieved in a way. It's all over that all the speculation that's been going on for the last five years. Yay, TV legend Bruce Forsyth has finally become Sir Bruce. Although I'm sure he, he won't force people to actually call him Sir Bruce, because he's not a knobhead like that, is he, Alan Sugar? Yeah, but Bruce gets his much-deserved knighthood for services to not being dead yet. But no, I mean, seriously, he's a, he's a legend and he deserves it. He's now a, a knight. Although I'll tell you what, knights are very different than they were back in the days of Camelot. Sir Lancelot, tell us of our men's progress in the war. Well, sire, we have repelled their forces at the border, but still they attack. Sir Forsyth, what say you? Didn't we do well? Marvellous, marvellous. But, Sir Forsyth, this is a situation we cannot hold indefinitely. We are running short of supplies. Our men are having to catch and eat the local pheasants. Good game, good game. July on there. Some news podcast. We did this. Well, there's good news like no news, because the news of the world has ended. The phone hacking scandal reached new lows. They hacked the phone of Millie Dowler, uh, the relatives of people who died in terrorist attacks, and the families of dead soldiers. Honestly. I and mean, the only way these people could have been lower is if they were found listening to these messages while smashing up the Blue Peter Garden. These people were scum. Folk on Twitter were saying that they weren't going to buy the newspaper ever again. We were all wondering how good the free giveaway would have to be on the front of the news of the world to get people buying it again. You know, they'd have to give away something really expensive, something that people would want, like a free mobile. Actually, no, no bad idea. But a lot of advertisers pulled out of the paper. Ford, Renault, Aldi all pulled their ads from the newspaper. And surely people like Orange, Vodafone and T-Mobile wouldn't have had the balls, would they? Would they? Uh, Tesco's didn't pull their ads, but as it turns out, every little didn't help because they still had to announce they were closing the newspaper. I mean, what else could they do? The only way they could get trust back in a newspaper like that was if they sacked everyone and employed my dad. Because he can't even check his own voicemail. It's truth, right. We're going to have to close down the newspaper. And has anyone got in touch with Steve's dad? Uh, yeah. Left the message. He hasn't got back to me yet. The final edition of the newspaper saw their circulation increase by 30%. Wow. So, Daily Mail, if you want to increase your readership, just close down. Yeah, it's worth a try, isn't it? But while the people who were working in the newspaper and therefore weren't actually involved in the phone hacking were sacked, Rebecca Brooks managed to keep her job. I mean, closing the paper but keeping Rebecca. That's like catching someone drink driving, letting the driver off but punishing the car. Thanks a bunch, Michael. You know what bothers me? They're like a gang who think they can just get away with anything. Rupert Murdoch and his son James, friends and employer of Rebecca Brooks, who's best friends with David Cameron, who's friends and former employer of Andy Coulson. Oh, it's like a little gang who think they can get away with anything because of who they know. Well, no, we don't have to take this anymore. We have a man that we can send in to get to the bottom of these corrupt gangs. It's time to send in Ross Kemp. Oh, bum. But this has been a big story. It's been all over the news. As one commentator said on BBC Radio 5 Live... Frankly, um, I think that the company will have to take a good, long, hard look at itself in the mirror. Yes, and he was in the mirror and every other newspaper, which is good because he ain't going to be in the news of the world again. Of course, it's not just the newspaper's fault. Some members of the police accepted money from journalists, and that's just as against the law. Still, it's a large corporation funding public services. No wonder David Cameron didn't want to stop it. 
One policeman sold details about the Queen to the papers, including private phone numbers for the Queen. I mean, who would be leaving her voicemails? One has one message. Yes. Hello, wifey. Just calling to say, get the cooker on gas mark five. I've been out and I've shot a pheasant. What? Oh, apparently I've shot a peasant. Better make it gas mark six. It was in August when we heard about this. There's no escaping the big news then, I guess. Uh, but it's not It's not going to be a funny one, to be fair. Uh, we've had riots in the UK. They were depressing. They were genuinely surprising. I didn't realise we had people that stupid in this country. These people are idiots. And I can prove that they're idiots uh, because this was in the news. So there's a lot of looting going on as we speak. There is, yes. It's a little store I've just seen. <laughs> a little store. They looted a little. A li- Why? You could be there all day and get three quid's worth of stuff. Struth. And in the same news bulletin, there was another caller who said that he spotted a, a gang of youths looting an Argos. Idiots. How do you loot an Argos? What, you just go home and rip the pictures out of the catalogue? These people are stupid. I mean, who smashes up the area that you live in? Pretty soon, you're going to realise you're the one who has to suffer the consequences. It's like breaking wind in the bath. Oh, that's better. Oh, I instantly regret it. What kind of scum goes round setting fire to things? Well, one writer who was in the news was Chelsea Ives, an 18-year-old Olympic ambassador. What did she think she was doing? Getting a head start with a torch? Uh, This Olympic girl was allegedly filmed by the BBC throwing bricks at a cop car during a disturbance in Enfield. So, you know, looking on the bright side, at least we might do well in the 2012 shot put. It was also claimed that she was involved in looting a phones for you. I bet that shop never thought it would live up to its name quite so much. I think we were all shocked by how stupid some people in our society can be. Uh, Some people said it's because these kids were bored. Bored? I mean, play Angry Birds then and shut up. I've been bored before. Never once have I set fire to a carpet right. Some people have said it comes down to education. Carol Vorderman said this was her idea to make the world a better place. We have a a system which is producing uh, a large percentage of innumerate uh, 16-year-olds. And so we need them to study maths to age 18. She thinks that society would be better if kids had to learn maths until they're 18 rather than stop at 16. But honestly, what would those extra four years really do? There's been a lot of talk about how to punish the rioters. Eviction from council properties, having all their benefits stopped. But the trouble is, if you do that, then they have no money and nowhere to live. So they turn to crime full time. I think I know a way that we should do it, though. We should only let them shop in the places that they torched. See how they like it, living with burnt out furniture and carpets and a fridge full of uh, burnt goods. Although the way that I cook, that is pretty much the way that I live. Uh, Okay, we can't actually force people to do that because of human rights. But we could try and trick them into it. We should buy advertising space on The Jeremy Kyle Show and play this. Come on down to the Carpet Ride Sale, including this charcoal grey carpet and these ash-coloured kitchen tiles and this puddle of lino. Or get these fireproof 6x9 carpet tiles. Well, they certainly won't burn twice. Get it now while stocks last. And to be honest, a strong wind could clear us out. I don't know. I mean, I know there has to be a short-term solution, but we need a long-term solution as well. We can't just carry on like this and assume things will be different. We need to teach manners to the young folk. It's very difficult to do that. Uh, So I think I'm going to do it using the medium of rap. Public information rap coming at you from the east side and the west side, both sides, saying be polite. 
A lot of people say that kids these days don't know how to act, don't know how to behave. Some of them is rude and they ain't got manners. They go around acting like total spanners. But you can be good, just say please and thank you. And that way your mum won't have to spank you. Don't talk no trash, be courteous on tap. Just check out my crew with my etiquette rap. Don't be rude, gotta be Keep it light to your teacher, always call him sir Unless it's a lady, you can tell by the hair And I don't mean moustache, cause although it shouldn't matter Ladies facial hair, it really doesn't flatter When it comes to meal times, get your elbows off the table Help grannies cross the street whenever you are able Always do your best and be one of the goodies Watch out for David Cameron though, he loves to hook hoodies Don't be rude, gotta be polite I wanna watch you say you're very, very nice September this happened while the political conferences were probably the main news and I should talk about David Cameron and Ed Miliband I can't be bothered plus the other big news story also features an embarrassing pair of boobs Rihanna she was filming a raunchy music video in a field in Northern Ireland well it was either filmed there or Rio or Monte Carlo and she has a crap travel agent Uh, so she whipped off her top as part of the video the farmer saw this the guy who owns the field and threw her off his land I know what you're thinking. Bit of a leg man. No, he was a Christian farmer, Alan Graham, and that means he's a farmer who is Christian. He doesn't farm Christians, you know. They're free-range these days. Anyway, Alan asked her to cover up and find a different field to get topless in. The papers said he marched her off his land. I hope it wasn't too much of a brisk march. I've seen what happens to those things in a slight jog. It was on YouTube. Don't ask. Uh, Actually, in reality, he just asked her politely if she'd leave. Any Chris Brown fan will tell you that she's certainly been treated worse by men in the past. Uh, The devout Christian farmer said, If someone wants to borrow my field and things become inappropriate, then I say enough is enough. It's nice to see someone standing up for the values, but how can you think that a little bit of toplessness by a beautiful woman is somehow wrong? It's a thing of beauty, it's a thing of nature. And also, have you seen what the cows do in his field? You give them a glass coffee table, there's your proper kinky stuff. Still, each to their own, he may not have enjoyed Rihanna's semi-nudity, but I bet it made for an interesting day for local bird watchers. Here, Terry, look over there. I think I can see. It's a lesser-spotted tit. Lesser-spotted? You should look on Google, mate. Some people have said his actions don't help during a time of economic downturn. Really? How much money do you think you'd make out of topless pop stars filming their, their music videos in your Irish fields? And let's, let's not blow all this out of proportion, yeah? I don't want this news story to give farmers a bad name. Don't go thinking that you can't go topless in a field these days. This isn't Nazi Germany, you know. So I was staying down in the southwest this week, working down there, and it's been lovely weather. So to prove a point, I went out into a field and stripped off. Oh, this is the life. Ah, the English countryside during this Indian summer. Oh, I'll just uh, get out of this and get rid of that as well. Oh, that's better. What do you think you're playing at? I'm sorry? Wait, what do you think you're doing on my land? I'm just getting some sun on my chest. You can't go getting those things out in this field. What things? Them moobs. Moobs? How very dare you. My pectorals are just big bones, sir. No, you can't go showing those things off in my field. Why not? It's because it's a cow field. Oh, they don't mind. It's not them, it's me. About two hours from now, if I spot anything like that in this field, I'll try and milk it. 
October in 2011. Hello and welcome to the Some News Podcast 24. Well, I had an email about you that... What's, what's that? Hey, let's, let's have a look. What's this? There are unconfirmed reports that Gaddafi has been captured. No, this is good. I mean, this is breaking news. This is just as we're going to air in effect. We're a topical podcast. This is exactly the kind of thing we should be covering. Right, let's have a look. Uh, Sir has been taken. Gaddafi may have been captured and may be dead. No, I know. It's big news, this is, yeah. Really? Brilliant, yeah. Okay. Uh, Right, to find out more, we can cross to our correspondent, Insert. So, what's going on? Well, Steve, I can confirm that there are unconfirmed reports that Gaddafi has been captured. Okay, and um, any word on his status? Well, Steve, uh, one source says Gaddafi may already be dead. One source? Well, who was that? It was you, Steve. I just heard you say it. But haven't you been investigating and finding out the latest in the last few minutes? No, Steve. I've I've been on hold, waiting to talk to you. So you're just reporting down the phone what you just heard down the phone? But I'm doing it live from the scene. And and what's happening at the scene? Uh, I I don't know. I had to go around the corner to make the call. It It was a bit noisy around there. You know nothing, you're reporting nothing, and you miss out on anything because you're busy reporting nothing. But this is what happens in 24-hour rolling news, Steve. Yeah, rolling news? I think you've rolled it a bit thin, mate. We all remember, remember November. Scandal in the world of pop after someone released something when they really shouldn't have. Nope, I don't mean the Justin Bieber story, although I love that. Apparently he got a woman pregnant after a 30-second romp. 30 seconds? No wonder they call him Justin. Now, I'm talking about the X Factor. My hashtag Frankie Off campaign clearly worked. What can I say? I'm influential. I was in a coffee shop the other day and I yawned and the woman next to me also yawned. Feel my power. I don't know what it was about Frankie's big, fat, smug, punchable pie face, but I didn't really gel with him. So I tweeted for hours to get him off the show. And what happened? Well, he was voted to stay on the show. Yep, one tweet from me, and the world ignores me. But a small amount of cocaine and bribing two hookers later, and I managed to bring about the end of Frankie's reign. Um, <clears throat> I mean, um, he, he was thrown off the show after being caught boasting about a night on cocaine. There's a surprise. Someone on cocaine who's boastful. But that left the show with a gap that needed to be filled. So, never want to shy away from making even more money out of the viewers. They did a phone vote. And here's where the trouble starts. Amelia Lilly was announced as the winner of the public vote. The only trouble with that was, she was announced as the winner on an official website an hour before the phone lines closed. So people were saying that X Factor had fixed it for her. Honestly, Sir Jimmy's been dead like two minutes. The STV website, which is the site of the TV station that shows X Factor in Scotland, uh, said Amelia had won at 8.06pm. The phone lines only closed at around 9.17pm. This is what happens when two countries argue about putting the clocks back. But wow, they have the gift of clairvoyancy. I'm going to be on that website next week at 7pm to get the 8pm lottery results. Are the people who work on that website truly gifted with ESP? Or is X Factor a massive con? To find out more, I think we can speak to someone who works for that website. Hello, Steve. Oh, you, you knew it was me? Yes, Steve. I can see the future. So I didn't just come up on the caller ID? Look, look don't, 
Don't bother yourself with all that. You can really see the future. I knew you were going to ask that, yes. Well, that was the whole point of the interview. I have the gift. I have been touched. Now that's a whole different interview. I got this power when I was cursed by a gypsy during the filming of a Channel 4 documentary. I'm not sure that I buy it. I can prove my power, Steve. Think of a number between 1 and 10. 7. No, you were thinking of a 4. No, I wasn't. Oh. Okay, well, one more. Uh, Think of a card. Any card, any card at all. I want you to visualise that card in your mind's eye. Are you doing that, Steve? Yep, I got one. Is your card red? No. Oh, flipping heck. Give us a clue. You want a clue about what the card is? If you wouldn't mind, Steve. Um, okay, it's, it's a card you could use to play golf. Golf? What card do you... Grass? No, caddy, golf course, golf club. What's clubs got to do with cards? Oh, clubs, clubs. Oh, I've got it, Steve. Is your card a Tesco club card? You idiot. Look, from what I'm seeing, you don't have ESP. You're a con, and X Factor is a fix. They use that show to get money from phone votes, money from the poorest in society, and they give that money to millionaires. No, Steve, I I can prove I have the gift. Oh, yeah? How's that? Well, recently, I used my powers to correctly predict when the Pakistan cricket team would bowl no bowls. Oh, maybe you do have the powers. No one could possibly know that. Cast your mind way back to December. The Leveson Inquiry has been taking place, looking at how bad journalists are. I don't want to ruin the ending for you, but they don't come out of this well. Every day, giving evidence, we saw a list of celebs, and it was an impressive cast list. This year, starring Sienna Miller. Obviously, that's a very intimidating situation to be in. And Hugh Grant. I've never had a good name. I've never had a good name. And introducing Max Mosley. From the writer of Harry Potter, it's The Leveson Inquiry. Don't believe everything you read. In the Levison Inquiry, where paper beats rock, but not justice. Yep, there was Hugh Grant, Steve Coogan, Max Mosley, J.K. Rowling, Sienna Miller, Charlotte Church. We're not used to seeing this many celebrities on one show without being able to vote one off. In fact, this was on at the same time as I'm a Celebrity, Get Me Out of Here was on our screens. If you turn the channel at the wrong time, you get very confused. Let's see what's on the box. What we want you to do is lick this. It's the anus of something that's from Australia. I think Rebecca Brooks has already done that. Hugh Grant pointed out that he's not one of those celebs who trades off being in the papers. And it does, and it's made absolutely no difference at all. I'm the man who was arrested with a prostitute and the film still made tons of money. Don't go thinking that film made money because you were caught with a prostitute. That's not the message to send out to the kids. Listen, getting caught with a prostitute will not help your career or I would be way more famous by now. One point Hugh was making was that there was a culture of fear. If you complained about the treatment you got from the press, you knew you'd get much worse. And as if to prove the point, the following day, the Daily Mail printed a vicious attack on Hugh Grant, saying Hugh was a man consumed by hatred for the media. Ouch. And that's not where the attack ended. Hugh Grant was born on September the 9th, which makes him a Virgo. If you read Jonathan Kainer's horoscopes that day, Virgo challenges at work can push you to the limit. 
The presence of Saturn means you'll be put on the spot, and as Jupiter is retrograding your sign, you'll be a lying, cheating Steve Coogan was there, and he said that dealing with the newspapers was like dealing with an organised crime syndicate. Well, it's, 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 uh, it's like the mafia. It's just business. But if you're a celeb, you don't wake up with a horse's head in the bed next to you, unless you're Ross Kemp. And Sienna Miller gave evidence of the treatment she got from the paparazzi. She said she was spat at and verbally abused. I bet Max Mosley didn't complain about that as much. Sienna said... You know, I would often find myself, I was 21, um at midnight running down a dark street on my own with 10 big men chasing me. Um, and the fact that they had cameras in their hand meant that that was legal. But if you take away the cameras, what have you got? A Benny Hill sketch? Uh, she also said... Horribly, I accused my friends and family of selling stories and they accused each other as well. I feel terrible that I, they would even consider accusing people of betraying me like that, especially people who I know would rather die than, than betray me. Uh, they're sat there thinking, whoa, hang on a minute. I don't want to betray you, but let's not bring death into it. So Paul McCartney said he'd been shown evidence by police that indicates his phone was hacked. And let's remember, Sir Paul McCartney's in his late 60s now, so it's impressive he can even work a mobile. Every time my parents try and check the voicemail, they set the skybox to series record. Paul claims it had a lasting effect, saying, I tend not to say much on the phone now. If I leave a message, it's benign. That's true of a lot of celebs. They don't want to say much in voicemails these days. They try and give very little away, which explains why I got this. And that's our look back at 2011. Go to somenews.co.uk, S-O-M-E, news.co.uk, throughout 2012 for more of the same. There's news articles, a smartphone app, a free e-newsletter, and of course a podcast. Somenews.co.uk. Till then, have a good 2012. Bye. The Some News Podcast. Get more at somenews.co.uk.